Greetings, everyone, and welcome to episode 56 of Teaching Tales, the podcast totally devoted to sharing stories from the world of education. As always, I'm your host, Brent Coley, elementary principal in beautiful Southern California. And I am, I say this a lot, but like, I'm, I'm like extra excited today about uh, the guest that I've got joining me, Brian Kulak. Brian, how you doing, man? Hey, Brad, I'm so excited to be here. I'm actually starting to laugh already thinking about what we're going to talk about. So uh, it's going to be great. Exactly. Yeah, because as we'll, we'll get into a little bit, we're going to talk about some funny things, humor uh, in education today. But before we get into that, for anyone who is not yet a follower on Twitter or not yet connected with you, who is Brian? So my name is Brian Kulak, and I am in my 20th year in education. Uh, the first 15, I was a high school English and journalism teacher in my uh, at my alma mater in New Jersey, um, and now I am a K-5 principal also in New Jersey. Um, so uh, th this uh, association started because of uh, Brent and I being part of the Edge of Match family, and um, we're both really excited to be part of that. But we were talking about themes, and um, we were talking about things that you know we think are funny in education, and then we were talking about how. Uh, I taught seniors almost exclusively. So my funny stories are a little bit different maybe than a K-5 funny story. But nonetheless, here we go. But but nonetheless, they're going to be funny. Yeah, I mean, okay. for, anyone, for anyone listening who has spent like 10 days in education at least, I mean, whether 20 years or 20 days, kids say things, kids do things that just make you laugh. And sometimes... <laughs> sometimes it, it the hardest thing is not laughing when they say something because it would like encourage the behavior or something like that. So, yeah. yeah. But um, I know when we were voxing on the side before we were recording, you said that you've got some doozies. So I'm, I pass the baton to you uh, share a story with us. That's going to make us laugh or, or find some humor in. So I taught Othello, my favorite, my favorite play. And, because, you know, Shakespeare is difficult for anybody and especially, you know, first semester seniors who are already on the way to checking out for the year. Um, so what we did um, every year was they had to do a, a video uh, of their own set to some sort of theme or based on a show or a movie or whatever. And um, then they would present it to me. And then if it were of high quality, we would present it to the, to the class. So one day I'm, I'm just kind of playing in, in my, uh, my front room with my dog and my wife calls up. She's like, Brian, what, you know these kids? So I look out the window, big picture window, and I see these four idiots running around the street in front of my house dressed in bizarre costumes. And one it has like this makeshift uh, crown on and he's supposed to be Othello and they're conducting this whole scene right in front of my house. And then they, they conduct a sword fight right in front of my house. These, these four high school seniors on a regular October, November day are, are sword, literally sword fighting uh, in my front yard and so then they see me seeing it so they slowly pan the camera up and zoom in on me without me knowing it's like you know i can't know on camera so then when they submitted it and i saw myself i looked if you think about it it looks like a guy staring out the window creepily at these kids on his lawn but i'll tell you kids coming to my house was an uncomfortable uh, theme because i only lived a town or two away from the two places i've taught so I don't know how they knew where I lived. I mean, I guess it wasn't very hard to figure out or they saw me and here Othello was playing itself out on my front lawn for me, my wife, and my dog to see. It was so funny, Brian. I can't even, I mean, I still have it. I mean, I still have 
picture with the kids. Um, but again, we before we went on air, we were talking about our relationship with the kids and knowing that they could do something like that without me getting upset. I mean, yeah, pick the wrong person to do that, and that's not going to go well. But look, they're doing what I asked. They're having fun with it, and the video was good. I they knew it. But they they'll never forget Othello based on the fact that they could do this silly video, and part of which you know just happened to be my front lawn. Um, again, not something that's going to happen in K5, but it was a really funny, uh, memory. Those guys were fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the, the fact that you can look at it two ways. It's like the fact that they came to your house, like you said, be like, Oh no, now they know where I live. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but spinning it the other way, it's like, you obviously made a great connection with them because there's no way they would have, like you said, they wouldn't try that with a student. They no. with a teacher they hated. Right, right. And it is a fine line because I don't want them. Come. We're not hanging out. Like, we're not yeah. friends. And this is the whole thing when you teach, you know, older kids. Yeah. And I made that pretty clear. And again, you know, I started when I was 22. So um, my, my seniors were 18. And one mm -hmm. of them uh, was my brother. He eventually went to a different class because it was weird. But so there was, a, there was a lot of that going on in my early part of my career. When I was a little older, um, I was still a bachelor. I lived in, uh, the town a couple towns away and uh it was a, a little cape cod in the back of the house it's pretty quiet so i was in the back of the house one night um and i was watching the flyers or you know what i watching a hockey game and um a couple minutes later i hear something out front but nothing to make me get up um but then i hear it again and so I, I make my way to the front of the house it's vacant out there there's nobody there but i look at my lawn and there's like stuff all over my lawn and i go out there and these kids had forked my lawn mm -hmm. uh and they put i forget what they spelled like we were the green wave so maybe it said wave or something it wasn't inappropriate um but it was like this huge undertaking and ended up being a bunch of baseball players that i coached again i don't know how they knew where i lived because it wasn't in the same town they thought it was funny and the next day of practice i had to pretend i was upset but really i was like all right it's funny it was harmless and part of these experiments and these stories are trying to figure out you know is this like you just mentioned is this harmful are they trying to make a point is this um inappropriate and some of the people who are listening might say this i would call my superintendent immediately but like for, it just wasn't that way um in the school that i taught again it was my alma mater so a lot of us knew each other or you know i coached their brothers or they their family and um but so then the forking experience became sort of lore at audubon because they got away with it and there's nothing i could do except to clean it up um, <laughs> next, next saturday morning before baseball practice but that was another one that was it was funny. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, once again um, almost like that was a sign of affection, uh, endearment. Yeah, I it, hope so. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think they could have done a lot. Of, they could have. They could have uh, soaped your soaped your lawn. Yeah, it could have been worse. You're right. Corn I flip. never really. I never felt victim to the the mischief night stuff. Thank goodness. Maybe that you're right. Maybe that does say something. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, so yeah, yeah I'm. I was thinking about like, so what, um, again, having spent all of my, all of my career in, in, in the lower grades, I was thinking like, what are some of the funny things? I mean, the, that show kids say the darndest thing. Yeah, right. Right. And I was, I, I jotted down those over the years. So I like pulled those out. Like, what are some of the, the funny things that they've said? And, <laughs> and I just like pulled up some of, some of the ones where it's like the things that you hear now that I'm in a site administration role, the things that I hear just walking by groups of classes or, I mean, one day I'm, I'm walking by the health office and I hear one of the radios, I hear 
I hear somebody ask a student, so did you really stick a bead up your nose or, oh, is, no. that, or is that just a booger? Oh, it, no. It's, like, and I, it's one of those, whoa, 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 whoa. And for the record, it was a bead and not a booger. But <laughs> what is it with kids putting stuff up? Through? I don't like my son is five and he did it for a while. I'm like, dude, what what do you think is going to happen? Like what what's on the back end of this experience? I don't really understand what they think is going to happen. Well, the unfortunately, I have personal experience with that. I stuck something up my nose <laughs> when I was in first grade. So this is not necessarily the teaching tale I was going to. But let's go with it. OK, because yeah, I can laugh at it now and my parents yeah. can laugh at it now. But when I was in first grade, I'm, I, and I vividly remember it, I'm sitting on the carpet in my classroom, and there was a popcorn kernel sitting. I don't know what popcorn kernel was doing on the floor, but it was. And I picked it up and proceeded to stick it in my nose. Why? I don't know. Um, and as a six-year-old, how do you get something out of your nose that you've just stuck up there? Well, you stick your finger up to try to get it out, and in doing so unwittingly yeah it's probably not gonna work man it farther up and yeah. i remember that night after dinner telling my mom mom i i, I have something up my nose and she's oh we went to the doctor the next morning fortunately the doctor did not use his finger to try to get it out used some sort of uh medical apparatus clamps <laughs> or whatever and was able to get it out and uh looking back Popcorn kernel was not the same size that it was. The heat in my nose had got to be kidding me. It had started to. Um, so I think back, it's like that that sucker could have popped. Oh, so, my gosh. Yeah. So for anyone listening, do not stick popcorn kernels up your nose because it could end badly. Fortunately for me, it did not end. It did not end badly. But but that's one of the things that I over overheard. I mean, some of the other ones, it's like one of the things I love is is a, a message over the radio to the custodian said, yeah, we're going to need a plunger in room 604. And I'm thinking, we don't, six, I don't think. It's not a bathroom? <laughs> that's not yeah, a bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, okay, okay. Um, but I, I really love the ones because I'm 47. Right. Kids ask you how old you are. Yeah. I mean, and again, at the I mean, you're you're K five principal now too. I don't know if you ever gotten that question. Like, oh, for sure. absolutely. And and, yeah. and I never. I always I always come back with, how old do you think I am? Which yeah. is I want to play that game. And yeah. gosh, I've gotten answers from twenty two, nice to seventy two. Nice. Mean, it's not even close. And I remember uh, one second grader one day just walks by and just out of the blue. He just looks just in a look of awe and says, like, I can't believe, Mr. Coley, I can't believe my grandma is older than you. Oh. And then just continues to walk away. Walk away, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Well, there's, a, there's an honesty at the kids. Like, so one of my third graders told his teacher that he was going to get me black shoes for Christmas because I wear brown shoes every day. Now, what third grader is looking at my feet every day and then has, has compiled the data to suggest I need black shoes and then tell his teacher that I indeed need black shoes. Um, or I had my, I wear glasses most of the time. Um, and you know, one day I went down the cafeteria without, without my glasses. And it, it, you would think I had been zombified and kids were aghast. Like what happened to you? I'm like, what do you mean? Wh wh where's your glasses? I'm like, I don't know. They're my, I, I'm good. They're my, yeah, but your face looks weird. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. That's, 
But again, K5, or like, you know, I got my haircut. Why, why you got your haircut? Looks weird. I shaved my beard recently and they couldn't figure out what was different about my face, but they didn't like it. And they didn't have a problem telling me that I look weird without a beard. So I'm like, look, that's fine. I hear you. Um, you can say, the, you can say these things. and I love it. But for sure, um, those kids, like, again, say the darndest things. They, there's no filter. And that's kind of what I love about every day you show up as a K5 principal. And for all the stuff that could go on, there's all these little nuggets that we're talking about now or I'll show my own kids or my wife. And it just makes us laugh. It's, it makes it so fun to be a K5 principal. Ab absolutely. Yeah, the honesty, the brutal. Yeah. Honesty, yeah. Like pimple or a cold sore or something like, dude, what, what's wrong yeah. with your face? I what's mean, wrong with your face? I get that all the time. Yeah. My face must not be pleasant to look at, man. I got I to gotta work on that. <laughs> I had the opposite glasses effect once where I normally wear contacts, wear glasses at home. And uh, once I came in my glasses and yeah, you would have, you would have just thought that where's Mr. Coley. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. they, they just, it's like my dad had a mustache my entire life growing up and he shaved. Right. Oh, yeah. that's a total, that's a game changer for sure. Where's, where, where's my dad? What'd you do with yeah. my dad? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had a kindergarten student once where I'm, I'm doing just walkthroughs, walking through the classroom and the student walks up and says, hi, what's your name? And I said, I'm Mr. Coley. I'm the principal. And she says, oh, principal, that means you're really old. <laughs> and <laughs> again, with age. Turn, turns on her heel and walks away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, have you ever done anything with um, like a prank with a, a coworker or a colleague? Have you ever kind of gone down that road? I did. I did that once uh, when I was teaching fifth grade. Uh, colleague was next door teaching sixth grade, and I don't know if this is the prank that you're thinking of, but like on it, we pranked our kids. Okay, where it was April Fools, right. and when the bell rang in the morning, I went to her class, and she went to my class. Okay, and basically just told the kids like, boys and girls, um, we got to switch. Um, principal just, she wants some, she's got some changes she wants to make and she wasn't ready to make, to wait till the new school year. So I'm your new teacher. So let, let's go. So, yeah. and we just went with it for like 15 minutes. And, and at first they're like, and then they're just looking back and forth like, and, and we waited until they finally had kind of, oh, yeah, okay. Like, yeah. and they were yeah. just like. April Fools, and then we yeah 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 too cool for school. So um, my first year, I was uh, before I became K five principal, I was chief academic officer in the same district. So you know, some schools call it um, director of curriculum instruction, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, my office was in the middle school, despite being a, a district position, and um, you know, I was really interested in making as many connections and developing relationships as I could. So kind of figure out everybody's personality. I was stopping on every class and, you know, started to learn. And there was a, a math teacher, a, a sixth grade math teacher, very talented math teacher who was a prankster. And I forget what, something happened and she got me good. I mean, this is my first year. I'm talking maybe three or four months in my tenure. And I, I, I just, I, before we got on, I, I texted a buddy to see if he could remember because he was in on what we're about to talk about. But we kissed. I, so I made some sort of mistake and she came to me and had these faux tears and she's i can't believe that you did I, but i forget what it was it was something I, I don't remember what it was um so we we my friend windsor and i conspired so we, we he's the hib coordinator for the district so we created a fake hib um complaint from staff to staff against her and it was very meticulously written out it was the exact same paper and 
all and then we presented it to her and said we need to meet so he's in my office and with me and she comes in and she has the letter in her hand and she goes berserk i mean she's like my husband is a lawyer you can't do this to me i already told the union <laughs> I will, this this will be the last thing you've ever done um and then she kind of stormed out so i look at him and he is he's a rule follower man i mean he's an hiv guy right so he, he's a rule follower. he's sweating he's like oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god i'm like dude dude she, she's on to us man she knows what she's doing so i don't think so man i've never seen her that man i'm like Windsor, i'm telling you watch and let me tell you erica her name is erica she sold it for i don't know three or four minutes she must have just been in the hallway and then she came back in and she goes hi boys and she starts waving the letter and i was like i knew it but it was such a it was such i was out of my league man she was a prankster and she i thought i had her and she got me back and we still talk about i, don't, I won't even go near i won't look at her the wrong way because she's way too smart man but i think again she got me and instead of, you know, doing the sort of, I don't know, power grabbing administrator thing and puff my chest out. I was like, okay, you got me, but I, you know, I'm going to get you back. Well, I didn't get her back. And I think since then she and I have had a really good relationship because she knows I'm, I'm terrified of her now because I, I can't beat her. She's brilliant. So it was, that was a fun, um, even though it's at my own expense, which I find a lot of the humor in my career has been, yep. uh, it was worth it for sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> We do. I don't know if we do a, a weekly Friday flag assembly. Okay. So so and and the 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 person the principal who was there at the school before me he would do a joke like kind of we, we do awards and things like that and student recognition and then he would finish every assembly with a joke. So I kind of carried on that tradition, and it's so cool because the kids love it. It's like they're and I I try to pull the dad jokes out and just the sure yeah. I mean, and my son, who is now an eighth grader, is like the perfect uh, source of those jokes. I, I have students submit jokes as well, so it's great. Okay. This week's joke is from a third grader in Mrs. Smith's class. Yeah, but, it's a great idea. But jokes like, uh, how does how does a penguin build its house? Uh, it, it glues it together. Ah, uh, see, it's brilliant. I love it. <laughs> my, my favorite of all time is is. What did Batman say to Robin before he got in the car? I don't know. Car. <laughs> See, I don't want to laugh at that, but I have to. It's <laughs> so it's so dumb. It's yeah, it is very dumb. Brilliant. Car. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, but I have a kid. I have a kindergartner who does that. He calls me. His name's Fry. Every day he calls me over for the joke of the day, and sometimes he tries to make him up, and they make no sense i have no idea what he's talking about but at the end he will use voice inflection to alert me that this in fact is the punchline mm -hmm. i have to do my best dad principal oh my gosh that's so funny fry and he i mean there's foods it's always at lunch there's food flying out of his mouth he's smacking himself on the knee you know he's got a little gathering now so when he does his little joke of the day five or six kids come over and then they all want to tell me a joke and invariably it's all just a variation of whatever he said so if it's a chicken across the road i have to listen to five or six different animals crossing the same road for pretty much the same reason. And we all laugh and the kids, I mean, I'm telling you, the kids love it. His dad actually reached out and said, right. I, I don't know how you put up with his joke of the day. Cause he does it at home. Um, but he loves it. He talks about it every day. And so if I miss a day, he's on me. And again, yeah. what, what better way to start my lunch every single day, my lunch duty every day, I go down there every day. than with a joke from fry, my little five-year-old who thinks he's the funniest thing in the world. So all these things, again, just kind of, um, mesh into what is um 
so important, so powerful about leadership and about being around kids and being able to laugh. Actually, before we started, you and I were talking about laughter and, you know, there are people who just don't, and I just don't understand how you go throughout your day without it. I mean, one time, even if you concoct something, if, if, even if you're not that funny, which I'm not suggesting that I am, but you know, if you, if you go through a whole day without laughing or seeing a kid laugh or making a kid laugh, my goodness, it would be, that would be a bummer for me, man. I wouldn't be able to do it. It's, it's, it's too hard a job. It's too hard. Teaching is too hard a job. Being instructor, play that it's whatever your role, it's too hard of a job. Life is too hard without laughter and going back to Fry and his daily jokes I I would be shocked. I would put money on the fact that twenty years from now, that's what he's going to remember. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not going to be like, oh, I remember my. T-. Not that he won't remember what his teachers taught him, but those are the things that parents are that the parents are hearing at night. That he's going home. I, t- I made my teacher laugh. I yeah. told him a joke, and he spit food out because yeah, he- yeah, yeah. Or or he went and told. And you know, it's, it's, you're so right, Brent, because uh, in preparation for this, I know we both wrote a bunch of stuff down, but I actually put a Facebook post out because I have so many former students down in, you know, 20 years. And I said, just tell me something funny that you remember. And, you know, all this started rolling in and it, it was such a great walk down memory lane. And I told you before we started, a lot of them wouldn't make it to air because, you know, some of them just aren't that appropriate for your show. But um, one girl, Megan, who actually just wrote uh, for me for my blog, just all she said was, was there ever a day that went by that we didn't laugh in your class? And I was like, oh, you're the best. That was the kindest. Mm-hmm. It wasn't specific. It had nothing to do with anything that she experienced directly. But she's right. I mean, we, I, I can't, I forget so much of why we laughed or how we laughed. I know I'm very self-effacing as it is. And so I think that's a really good source of laughter. If kids know they can play with you and mock you. And um, I don't have any ego by, by that way. And I think it's good that way. But you know, to hear kids just say, look, we always did. That was just kind of what we did. I know, you know, like I'm sure they did for you and continue to, they look forward to school and that's something that's huge. A lot of that has to do with smiling and laughing for sure. Yeah. School, it has to be fun. It has to be fun. Um, Learning and fun are not mutually exclusive. They're not. it It shouldn't be. And that blog post, by the way, by Megan was outstanding yeah she's that was good that was a good one yeah thanks yeah Yeah. i'll tell you said that yeah that was that was very good well look i'm gonna wrap up with one more kids say the darndest thing sure because this was like my favorite um after school because i'm like you're every day you're out there with at the lunch duty every day i'm out after school supervising dismissal in the drop-off loop and student comes up and i said hey bud how how was your day and he says mr coley i had a really good day at school today but then he pauses for a second. He kind of grimaces. He says, but I was really gassy. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just, he just walks away. Just walks away. Thank TMI, but thanks thank for, you for the upper GI uh, update. Yep. Uh, I, I appreciate it. Why don't you move away? Cause if you're, oh still my gassy, gosh, that's great, read, why don't you go sit over there? But yeah. uh, didn't say that, but, but, but it, it's like stuff like that. It's like, yeah. we have the greatest job. In the world, I mean, teachers again, AIDS cafeteria. I mean, working with kids, it keeps you young. I don't look as young as, but at least I feel young and stuff like that. You're right. I do. You're right. Yeah, yeah. It it totally keep totally keeps us young. Well, uh, thank you, (laughs) Brian. This was an awesome. uh, 
time to chuckle. And I think the message again, every time I, every episode, it's like, well, so what's the takeaway from this for anyone listening? It's like, smile more. It's a great reminder to smile more. It's okay to make your kids laugh. It's okay to crack jokes because as I firmly believe, and I know you do too, this is what they're going to remember. I mean, I write uh, the book that I'm I'm right. writing out in a couple. This is this is a whole chapter that I've written about. I, I so firmly believe that they're not. Will they hopefully remember how to read and write? Of course, right. But that's like you said. You put out on Facebook. Hey, what do you remember? I did the same thing, kind of researching one of my chapters. What do yeah. you remember? And not a single one of them. Not a single one of the comments from former students had anything to do with curriculum. Right. Not a single one. It's and nor, nor nor should it. I mean, again, you know, you can remember. Uh, again, those are fellow kids are going to remember Othello. I think that's great, but um, I don't. I hate to say this because it sounds so counterintuitive. I don't really care if they remember the the you know the third act. I, I want them to remember being excited coming in and knowing that they're going to laugh and they're going to have an audience and that they had somebody that really believed in them. All the things that you and I believe so strongly in, and, and especially the people that we surround ourselves in education. Um, Laughter or not, those kids again are not going to forget. You know the experience that we were, that we shared. We didn't create the experience for them because they were there, but we shared that experience, and it's, it's never going to go away. Yeah, yeah, and and again, the the disclaimer. It's like pedagogy is important. Curriculum. I mean, you have to be a good teacher. You got to have to have instructional strategies, but having that with no affect, having right, right, mile with no laughter, you're not going to connect as much with the kids as you will if you have both. And, and yeah. And we can have both. So yep, yep. awesome. Well, Brian, for anyone listening who wants to connect, and I know that you have written a book that is coming out very soon. Yeah, my book, uh, Level Up Leadership, Advance Your Edu Game, is coming out January 21st. It's going to be uh, available for pre-sale on Kindle uh, probably Monday. Um, and in the book, I sort of analogize the evolution of the gaming industry um, to the evolution of the educational um Field. So, uh, yeah, I'm super proud of it. I'm super excited to be part of the Edge of Match family, as are you. Um, my blog, leveluplead.com, um, also has garnered some interest. And in what we're just talking about with Megan, um, every every other Friday or so, I do a former student Friday. And, and so, just like we talked about here for about a half hour, students kind of just write about things they remember or things that touch them or where they are now. Um, so, as a great um, just kind of expand on and illustrate the, the importance of, um, of connections. Um, I'm at leveluplead uh, at gmail.com and on Twitter at bcoolac11. So yeah, just hit me up and let's talk. Yeah, and, and for anyone listening, Brian's blog is is outstanding. He frequently blogs, and I've told you this on the side. I mean, it's very conversational. Very, it's just it's real. It's awesome. So thanks, man. I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you. It, yeah. It, Really love the Perfect Strangers one too. Uh, that's funny. Thanks, Balky. Which the the actor I don't remember his name, but the guy who plays Balky. For anyone yeah. listening to the show Perfect yeah. Strangers, he does audible readings now. Bronson Pin- Bronson Pinchot. Bronson Pinchot. Yeah, he, yeah. he narrated two books that I that I really have, that I have listened to, um, and I, in, until your blog post came out, I had forgotten that, but. He was the narrator for two for two books that I had read. It's so, so funny. He did he did Perfect Strangers. Then he did uh, he was in True Romance, which is an amazing movie. And then that was pretty much it. I didn't really hear much more from him. But he's like a voiceover or an audible narrator. Yeah. 
So yeah. anyway, so yeah, guys, guys and gals, if you're listening, check out check out Brian's blog. Uh, connect with him on Twitter, and I'm looking forward to to reading uh, uh, the book when it comes out, um, Brian. So thanks for taking the time, man. Totally appreciate the the laughs, the humor, um, and look forward to reading. Thank you, Brian. Yeah, absolutely. And for everyone listening, thank you for listening. If you haven't done so already, remember, you can listen uh, in iTunes, Google Play, or on Spotify. If you haven't already done so, subscribe. If you like what you hear, uh, drop a review. Uh, I would appreciate it. Again, as I said before, it's not about ego. It's not about something like that. But if you get a review, it helps the listener. It helps get the word out for the podcast so that hopefully we can reach more listeners. So, As always, thanks for listening, and until next time, have a good one.